Hello, and welcome to Building Community with Whitney and Anu. We are two Asian American millennials who aim to empower our communities through our stories and words, one cup of tea at a time. We hope that you are having a fabulous new year so far. As you know, 2022 is the year of the tiger. And it's said that anyone who was born under the year of the tiger will turn out to be competitive, confident, and brave. They got us thinking about how each sign has its own unique qualities. And so we thought we'd explore that today with the Chinese zodiac, as well as the Western zodiac that a lot of us are familiar with. Astrology, where we kind of define as a way that people ask the universe um, questions about their life. Astrology is based on reading the stars and um, I believe the celestial bodies and uh, the positions of those are always changing. So correct me if I'm wrong, Whitney, but it's based on your sign, like your specific sign is based on the star placement and placement of um, those bodies, those celestial bodies at the time and day that you were born. Yeah, definitely. So it did start out as a time a way to look at the stars. So it originated in Mesopotamia and then it became astrology as we know it now is actually adopted from, from Greek philosophers. And so it started out as a way for them to look at the stars, but it's almost become like a personality test for us. And it is a way to kind of predict your day. Like, I don't know if you have ever seen those um, star sign kind of predictions like in magazines or newspapers, but I read those a lot as a kid and it would kind of be like, everyone always had a pretty good day. Like the lowest I ever saw was like, you have a three-star day out of a five-star day. But um, it was kind of cool to see the different aspects of people's personalities. And it's also become a point of pride for a lot of people. People would be like, oh, I'm a Pisces. And that makes me like whatever positive trait it is. So um, it's kind of taken on a different meaning. So while it's still based on reading the stars. So like, if you look up at the sky, there's different star patterns that if you use a little imagination, a lot of imagination, you can check and see um, where the moon is. And that's when people are like, oh, the moon is in Sagittarius or whatever. Like, I don't really see it. It's very hard for me to see. But some people who are really into astrology can point that out and be like, oh, look, it's I've never been that person, though. So there are 12 signs and dates. First is Aries, roughly March 21st to April 19th. Next is Taurus, April 20th to May 20th. Gemini, May 21st to June 20th. Then there's Cancer, June 21st to July 22nd. Leo, July 23rd to August 22nd. Virgo, August 23rd to September 22nd. Libra, September 23rd to October 22nd. Scorpio, October 23rd to November 21st. Sagittarius, which is November 22nd to December 21st. Capricorn, December 22nd to January 19th. Aquarius, January 20th to February 18th. And Pisces, February 19th to March 20th. So by the time this episode is released, we will be in Pisces season. And um, hopefully your astrology sign falls into one of those uh one of those uh signs that i mentioned or else 
maybe your birthday is just non-existent within the year. I'm just kidding. But maybe um, it's on a different plane. Maybe, what that means. Yes, maybe you're living on a different planet, which in that case, you know, they might not match up. Anyways, uh, yeah, we were going to talk about our own signs a little bit. But yeah, I, I'm a Scorpio born um, in that Scorpio season of kind of early November. And there's definitely stereotypes, I think, that come with Scorpios that I can certainly relate to. Um, the things that are coming to mind are Scorpios tend to be very intense, um, impulsive, passionate. Um, and those things all, all come to mind. For example, like if I'm really invested in like a project or really invested in, in something at work or creatively, then, you know, I'm the type of person who like goes all in and just spends all my time and effort on it. And just, just kind of gets very, I don't want to say consumed by it, but I just get very focused on the project until I get it done. I find meaning in finding those creative projects for myself, such as this podcast and writing and so on. So that's one thing. And then the other thing that I can think of is the impulsivity, which I'm working on. But sometimes it just feels like something like, because I'm a very... Uh, I would say I'm a very reserved um, person, but sometimes emotions just just like wash over me, and then I have that old uh, old uh, temper that runs in my family, and it's it's very rare because I'm also a very calm, laid back person. I'm very much into spirituality and meditation and all of that. Although I'm not that great at meditation, I'm working on it, but. I'm very calm and laid back. So that kind of balances it out, you know, and I've really worked on kind of just keeping my emotions in check and being level-headed and balanced um, because I found that's a much more healthier way to approach things in life. I definitely agree that you're definitely a Scorpio for sure. <laughs> I, um... What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think you are invested in projects and I think that, um, I think that you have been a bit impulsive in various things, but, um, I, I don't think that's a bad thing uh, as the message that we want to take a, everyone to take away is that there are positive and negative things with all signs. So we're not going to like talk shit about one of the signs and do that. Like, I feel like sometimes people will be like, Oh, those like Aquariuses or whatever. Like it's, it's kind of rude, but, um, we're not going to do that, but do you relate to your sign? Do you feel like, do you read that? And you're like, yeah, that's me. Oh yeah, absolutely. I relate to like pretty much all aspects of it. Um, especially the emotional part. Like I would say I'm very in tune with my emotions when I feel like I want to achieve something or, you know, I have this passion in mind, my emotions will sort of drive um, me forward to achieve that goal. Same thing with just in terms of like how I relate to other people. A lot of it is emotion based where, you know, sometimes I'll get hooked into certain interactions with people just because my emotions are kind of strong with that person. And that is something I'm working on because that is, um, you know, just in terms of 
uh, relating to the world, sometimes it's not so great to be fully directed by your emotions. You also have to, you know, take into other things like uh, intuition and um, uh, take into account the intellectual part of, you know, seeing if someone and yourself is a good, healthy interaction. Yeah, absolutely. I think so for me, my birthday is a bit unique. So my birthday is June 21st. So that's the first day of summer, which is kind of ironic because I hate summer. And um, so depending on which paper you read or which website you look at, I can either be a Gemini or a Cancer. And so that means I'm born on the cusp um, by being born on summer solstice. And so I've always just read both of them and picked which one I liked best. And I find that I relate to different signs at different times. So like the traits of Gemini are like they're very intellectually curious. They're always juggling a variety of um, passions and projects. They have a variety of friends. Um, they're very talkative and they tend to enjoy being around people. And so for me, it's like, yes, I do enjoy various aspects of that. Like I, I am on a lot of projects all the time. Like, so in my personal life and also like professionally, it's like, I'm on, I juggle a lot of different things and I enjoy that. Like I find myself, um, I enjoy being busy and I'm working on resting more and um, I'm working on finding that balance to where I don't get overwhelmed. I can be social for sure around people that I'm comfortable with or people who I think are kind of kindred spirits. Um, sometimes around new people, I can have like some social anxiety or I'll like be kind of quiet, but like, once you know me, like once you talk to me more, like I'm so talkative, I just talk about like things I like or like travels or my cats. I'm always talking about my cats or on the other side of that is cancer. So cancer is, I feel like it's more connected to my introvert side. So I identify as an introvert for sure. And cancers tend to be like huge homebodies. They like to be cozy. They like to kind of retreat in their shell. They can be a little moody. They can be, um, they love reading. They love, they like embrace their alone time and they tend to have like a few, a few friends. And so for me, I kind of have that, um, I carry aspects of both. Like, I guess I can be a little moody sometimes. I like to think that I've gotten better at that over the years, but you know, sometimes like living in this kind of bad sci-fi novel, we're all finding ourselves in with the pandemic. It's like, it can be hard to like keep your cool all the time. So I can find myself feeling a bit down. Um, I love staying at home. I'm a total homebody in Chicago right now. It's very cold. And so, yeah, I'm going to stay inside. Um, I also like a lot of I like a lot of different um, kind of niche interests. And so um, both signs are very passionate, but we just have that, we carry that passion in different ways. And so I find that I relate to both, but people in my life are like, oh, I see you more as a Gemini or I see you more as a Cancer. So it kind of, uh, it's kind of a choose your own adventure thing where people are like, oh, I see you more as this. So um, it's cool to relate to both signs and I can have my pick between different Zodiac merch. Yeah, that is cool. Like think about all think about all the options that you have when, you know, when looking at jewelry and so on. That's great. Um yeah, so with uh, with Scorpio, I I was just thinking about like the two sides of it and there's plenty of great traits which I mentioned like the passion um just being really creative and being authentic and honest which 
you know, I think is a is sometimes a hard thing to find, especially in a city like uh, LA <laughs> or in major cities. But you know, there there's also the what they call the dark side of Scorpio, and the dark side is that Scorpios can be really stubborn. Um, I, I can certainly relate to that. Um, although that's also like a family trait, I think. I, I think I come from a family of very stubborn people. Same. Um, <laughs> next is Scorpios can be a bit, it says jealous and vindictive. Now, listen, I I feel like I... I feel like in, in relationships and things like that, I feel like I, I don't, I don't prescribe to the philosophy of being vindictive because I don't think it serves anyone, especially me. Usually I don't like carry, well, I will always carry around bitterness and resentment (laughs) towards certain people. Like that'll always be there. But, um, what I'm saying is I would never, I would typically never like express that outwardly that would then I feel go against my personality, which for me, like I really, uh, honor kindness and, um, uh, compassion and all of that. So if I'm not uh, walking the walk and actually doing that, then that would, that would just result in me not being very content with myself. So certain aspects of the Scorpio, especially some of those darker traits, I would say are present inherently in me. But I think the interesting thing is that you can sort of temper or tame some of those things just by, you know, the work you do on your personality and like the work you do in life. If you're someone who is very like, very quick to act or acts based off emotions, then that's something that can be worked on. You can, you know, find ways to be more even keeled and uh, find more ways to lead with your intellect rather than emotions. And I think it goes back to that knowledge of self too, to where it's like, I think astrology like this kind of formatting it's in right now, it can be used as a tool to be like, to do self-reflection where like I'm looking at the Gemini trace right now and some of them are like, yeah, I can see myself in that. But um, I can also see that some of them might be things that one might want to be aware of, just like in general, even if your sign doesn't say that you're a certain thing. Like I was, I just Googled Gemini traits and it says um, impulsive and indecisive. And I like to think I'm a pretty decisive person. And when I saw indecisive, I was like, oh, is this about like when I don't know what I want to eat for dinner or for lunch or like, um, where I feel like going for the weekend or whatever. But um, I think that could also be something where it's like, oh, maybe I could try to be a little more intentional about about certain things or like being unreliable. It's like, I think about the times where like when I was in college, I would have a hard time getting back, giving borrowed items back. Not because I didn't want to, I didn't intend to keep them, but I would just, I would just like forget to give them back. And so like I had like sure. people's books, like people would be like, um, would be like, oh, do you have my book? I'm like, oh yeah, I do. And I would take care of the stuff. Like it would be fine, but I simply just would forget to give it back. So um, for, I went to a art school um, at university and we had to do an installation. An installation is pretty much like a large scale art project. 
that you immerse yourself in. Like, so the viewer can like experience your installation. And my installation was made up of like all these different items that um, I had borrowed over the years and had forgotten to give back to people. And so some people could like come back and get their stuff. And it was me being like, oh, sorry about it. Um, but it was in like this, we had this like giant uh, display case. So it was kind of like a museum. So it was like a museum of like this like shrine to stuff I don't give back. And I fancy myself a pretty reliable person, but I remember my professor at the time was like, you always meet deadlines. And I see you as so reliable, but you're going to make an installation of like stuff you borrowed and never gave back. And it's like, well, it's a forgetfulness thing. Like it's not a, <laughs> it's not a, like, I'm trying to like stiff yeah. people thing. So that's what I think about. Like when people are unreliable, it's like when they're flaky or like when they're like not, um, or like when they say they're going to do something and they don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. like I always like, you know, I, I typically follow through. Like, yeah, you, that's that. Yeah. That's like, I was going to say, like, since I've known you, you've seemed very dependable and reliable. So do you think it's like something that's improved over the years? Um, or maybe it was never really an issue other than that, you know, <laughs> kind of keeping people's stuff <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> but it's in great condition when I give it back 20 years later. <laughs> it's not like like it's not like I borrow someone's book and then it's like the pages are bent I'm not a page bender like let's make that clear um (laughs) but yeah no I I take pride in like meeting deadlines and like following through so almost to a fall where it's like I've taken on now I have the opposite problem where I take on all these things and it's like oh shit I can't do that so um like for the podcast like when I say I'm going to do something I typically do even if I procrastinate I do it um, yeah, I noticed true. that none of these signs say procrastination as a trait. I wonder if, I wonder if needs to be, this needs to be updated, but I'm definitely a procrastinator. So I think that's why I was just thinking about this the other day. I think that's why we balance each other out really well on the podcast, especially like, you know, listeners don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but behind the scenes, I like to take care of more of like the creative process, like the editing and if it were not for Whitney, then like some of these deadlines and like, just like the time, the time management part of it is, is something I would really struggle with. So I think in that aspect, you really keep me on track. Um, so I, I think the balance is, is just wonderful. Um, for, at least for me, it, it, it keeps me, uh, right where I'm supposed to be. I appreciate that. I, I feel the same. Like, I think we balance each other out really well. And I was thinking like, before we did this episode, I was like, oh, do our star signs like balance each other out? Like with the podcast? I'm not really sure. I mean, most of, do you have other Gemini's slash um, cancers in your life? No. Because you're the only Scorpio I have in my life that I know of. It's, see, that's the thing. I, I, not that I know of, but I, the thing is like, I don't always know like uh, the star signs of the people who are, you know, close to me. Sometimes I do, but not always. Like I couldn't tell you on, uh, you know, from the top of my head, like the star signs of my immediate family, like my uh, mom, dad, and brother. I couldn't tell you that um, just because I'm not into that level of astrology uh, at this point in my life. So I may have, but you, you are the first um, Gemini cancer cusp 
that I know. Am I the uh, am I the only Scorpio? You you said I am the only Scorpio that you know, right? That I know of, yeah. I think most people in my life are most people in my life are Aries. So my sister's an Aries. Um, my best friend Heidi is an Aries. A lot of friends I had in college are Aries. My fiance is a Libra, so that's like that's kind of different than like other people I've been interested in or I've dated. And then one of my other best friends, Therese, like she's a, she's a cancer like me. And so we connect on the cancer aspects of, of our personalities. So I find that I tend to attract kind of, um, I don't have a lot of variety in my star signs um, with my friends. I tend to attract kind of like those top three. My parents are Capricorn and Pisces, and my granddad was a Pisces, and I don't know a lot about those traits. I just know my experience with them. And then my best friend from high school is a Virgo. So um, that's kind of the extent of my of my circle. For me, I definitely know a bunch of Capricorns. So I would say that, you know, in terms of friendship, Capricorns and I tend to get along really well. So I tend to attract uh, Scorpios as well. So the Scorpio pairing is um, very, you know, intense, passionate, fury. It's full of, uh, it's, it's basically a combination of the of two fire signs, right? So it's very, um, it's very hot. <laughs> like the temperature is hot and the emotions and intensity is, is up there. So, um, the thing about it is when I look back at, you know, relationships I've had with, uh, Scorpios in the past, the thing that I find is, um, the thing that I find is it's, it's kind of like two people who are just like, who can be, just like an amazing team if they want to, but if they don't want to, then they're butting heads and they can be like the worst of uh, enemies. <laughs> as well. So that's, that's something I found. And um, in terms of like my own interactions as a Scorpio, I think uh, what they say of the sign is very true. Like it's hard for me to open up and trust someone initially, but once they have it, they usually have me for life. Um, cause I consider myself a very, very loyal person. So once you have that trust and once you've come into my inner circle, then we're, you know, we're good to go. Like I'm, I'm going to be very loyal and dependable for you in terms of our relationship for the long run. The only thing is if at some point, like a person um, stomps on that trust or if they, um, if, if they misuse that trust or somehow that trust crumbles because, you know, as, as, as it goes and, uh, relationships and friendships and any kind of human interaction sometimes, uh, you know, to, uh, things sort of um, dissipate. So if that trust crumbles, that's, that's sort of when you lose me. Um, and I would say it is, it is kind of very all or nothing. Um, if you lose me, then you've lost me. <laughs> 
like it'd be hard to get me back. It's possible, but it's hard to get me back. So the one thing that I would say is like in terms of relationships, like once I kind of like put the check mark on someone um, that we're good to go, then we're good to go. But once I put that X on someone where it's like, you've really hurt me or you've turned out to be very um, volatile or unhealthy for me, then it's something where I'm like, I'm more eager to move forward because just as a person, that's the type of energy and the type of vibes that I want in my life are people who are supporting me, um, who care for me and who are able to show it consistently. Today's episode is sponsored by Ana Luisa Jewelry. We are really excited to partner with Ana Luisa because they make this beautiful, elegant jewelry that looks and feels really expensive, but the pieces remain at an affordable price point. As people who care about the environment, we are also excited to hear that they're also carbon and water neutral, meaning that they participate in carbon offsetting projects during production so that benefits everyone in our community and beyond. Anna Luisa was kind enough to give Anu and I various pieces from their collection. And during this recording, I am on theme wearing a piece from their Zodiac line. They have designs for every sign, but I'm a cusp baby. So I told them to surprise me between the Cancer one and the Gemini one. They ended up sending me the Gemini one, which is so cute. And it's represented by two cats with their tails intertwined and it's embossed in a square pendant. So for me, it's not only a way to show off my star sign. For me, it also shows off my pride of being a cat parrot to my babies, Rose Quartz and Pearl. For me, the necklace itself dresses up an otherwise casual outfit, and I feel really elegant when I go out on dates or like go out with friends, and it's nice to have that little extra sparkle to your outfits. One of my favorite pieces of jewelry from Ana Luisa Jewelry is this beautiful gold necklace, which has my initial on it, A for Anu. The necklace has special meaning to me because I've gone through a really long process of learning to love and appreciate my name. I like that this letter necklace highlights this part of myself in a subtle but bold way and gives me that extra boost of confidence when wearing it. So go ahead and treat yourself or your loved ones to a new piece of jewelry from Ana Luisa. They have so many different styles, and I'm confident that you'll find something that helps you feel empowered and affirmed as well. You can use our code COMMUNITY, so that's C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-E-A, so it's all one word, for 10% off just by typing it in at checkout. Or you can click on the link in the show notes. Thank you, Anna Luisa Jewelry, for sponsoring this episode. It's important to have people who care for you, like no matter what sign they are. Like, even if the internet says, like, oh, you're not compatible with this sign, like, if you feel that connection with someone, like, that shouldn't be a problem. Like, I think there's a lot of kind of, um, depending on which book you read. So there's a wealth of information on the internet about like who you're compatible with based on your sign. And um, I think it's kind of fun to look at, but it's also like, you shouldn't like shun someone because they're a certain sign. Maybe you're like, you can use it as like a tool to reflect on yourself and that person. But I don't necessarily think somebody should be written off because of being a certain sign. Exactly. And I just wanted to add, it's not like if someone breaks my trust, you know, I'm going to go scorched earth on them it's going to become a war or something. It's, it's nothing like that. Um, it's just, once you break that kind of boundary of trust, then it's like, I'm more able to get over the relationship that we had because 
you've then, you know, kind of stampeded on a very core value that is important to me, which is trusting in someone and also um, them trusting in me. But I, I want to say, because I feel like a lot of the things that I am talking about with Scorpios, and I even mentioned like sometimes it can be black and white or all or nothing. But I feel like as I've grown older, I've sort of been able to kind of embrace the subtleties and in- intricacies of life a little more. So, you know, if someone has, um, <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm talking like I, I like I've been like wronged or something, but I, I'm just I'm just talking about in general, like in, in general, my sign. But in theory, if someone has wronged me or something like that, I think I'm, you know, now more of a developed person where I can be like, okay, like it doesn't serve me to hold on to this resentment and bitterness to the point where it's affecting me negatively. So I'm going to let it go and I'm going to try to forgive them. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because I do think there are these little intricacies within our signs um, where sometimes like the overall aspects of the sign may apply, but I do think like, especially with me, I feel like I put in the self-work to sort of um, find more balance within my sign. Definitely. For me, um, so I was, when I was listening to you, I was reflecting on past relationships as well. And I don't have a huge repertoire of relationships, but um, so I only have one ex and she was a cancer like me, but I think with her um, at the time, she was extremely moody. And so um, this isn't me talking smack about her, just being honest, but she was very sensitive. She was very like kind of passionate, creative person, but she had this moodiness to where you never really knew what she, um, she would kind of retreat into her shell when there was a conflict. So she would be like kind of moody and then she'd be like, oh, we're not going to talk about this. And then she'd be like, she'd like retreat. And for me, like I had found out that like, I think when I was younger, I was like, oh, it's cause she's a cancer. And like, that's also like a lesbian kind of like stereotype almost where it's like, we're all into astrology. And so people are like, oh, you shouldn't date her. She's a cancer, whatever. But, um, I was a little bit more into it at the time, but, um, I was like, oh, that's kind of like the cancer in her where she'll like kind of retreat, but she's also a very like sensitive, like creative like soul and so um there were things about that that I enjoyed and also saw myself in but it was also like in a partner like you can't really have someone who avoids conflict or at least you shouldn't you shouldn't end up with someone who doesn't want to talk to you when things go wrong because things go wrong like the the novel yeah the novelty phase in relationships only lasts for so long true and um I was telling another friend recently, we were talking about like dates and stuff. And I was like, you know, I feel like people bring their A game like the first few dates, but it gets, it gets to tiring bringing your A game all the time. Right. So it's like maybe by like the fourth or fifth date, you're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to like, you kind of want to see if you're going to invest in that person. 
a little Very bit longer. True. I feel like, yeah. Very true. Yeah. Communication is so, so important in any relationship, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and if you, you know, it, it's exactly what you said, Whitney, like if someone is not able to communicate, then that is probably like the biggest red flag for me. Um, because I, I remember there was research, um, that said that communication is actually the number one issue, uh, over which couples break up over because, or the lack of, so I can see that. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that makes sense, right? Cause it's like an all encompassing thing. Like if you can't communicate about finances properly, or if you can't communicate about, you know, your wants and needs in life properly, then those things are going to add up. Right. So, um, yeah, what you said makes complete sense. And so I, when that relationship finally ended, um, it was like, oh, I see like as a cancer, it's like, I used to as a tool where it's like, do I see that conflict avoidance in myself, like being socialized female and IDing as a cancer Gemini? It's like, do I see that? And so for me, I was like, okay, well, in future relationships, I want to be with someone who isn't conflict avoidant or is vulnerable about feeling anxious about conflicts, which is fine. And so um, now, like, I, I am in a committed relationship. And so my fiance is a Libra. And Libra seems to be like a really popular zodiac sign among a lot of queer people that I know. And I'm not entirely sure why, because all signs have good qualities. But I don't know if you've noticed, Anu, but like some signs have different, like more popularity over others. I don't know if you've. No, I didn't that. notice. Yeah. This. Like yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, I love, like I was talking to another friend and I was, they were like, oh, what sign is uh, Tobias? And I was like, oh, there is Libra. And they're like, oh, I love Libras. And it's like, great. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh gosh, you. I maybe it's just like my own, like uh, <laughs> my own um, wanting to be important. But I always think that you know, Scorpios are are the greatest. <laughs> I always think the same. I'm like cusp babies, number one babies. Like just <laughs> yeah. So um, I had no idea. What are some of these other popular signs besides Libra? You think? Popular signs seem to be, so a lot of people talk smack about Scorpios and Cancers because everyone thinks that we're impulsive and moody. And you know what? We are impulsive and moody. (laughs) We are impulsive (laughs) and moody, but rightfully so, right? Like, I don't, yeah. I mean, what do you expect us to do? Some people bring, bring out the, you know, the best or worst in us, Whitney. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like, do you think I'm just going to like avoid conflict and just be like, yeah, you can like treat me badly. Um, not saying that I've been treated badly recently, but so, um, yeah, people are like, oh, I don't really, I don't, cancers are so like quiet. And it's like, that's because I have nothing to say. It's like, do you expect me to like bark at you? Like what? <laughs> I just, it's like, uh, I think that's a common thing with introverts too. It's like, oh, why, why are you so quiet? And it's like, well, because I have nothing to say, like just, yeah, but yeah. that's just, that's just me. Um, so for Libras, like Libras are, I'm biased. So I very much enjoy my Libra relationship. Um, actually fun fact. So my, um, moon is in Libra and my partner's, um, moon is in Gemini. So we've kind of like switched signs in a certain way. And so Libras are said to be 
they are concerned with attaining balance. They're harmonious, um, passionate about justice and very, um, very charming. And they love information. And I think that describes my partner to a T like they love gaining information. They love sharing information. They love a lot of times when we try to decide what to have for dinner, like two indecisive people about dinner, like we just like go back and forth about dinner. And I think that's a common couple thing where people are like, you just got to decide what you want for dinner every night until you die. Like it's, um, it's a common kind of trope and we fall into that often. So, um, we go over decisions together, like very casually, um, That's good. We, try, we try to balance things out and they are passionate about justice. Yeah. Um, not, not only about LGBT, um, rights, but also with intersectionality as well. And I think our relationship, like by being with me, they've educated themselves on a lot of different POC issues, which is great okay. to have in a partner. Yeah. So very um, important to have in a partner. So I think Libras are cool. Um, I think most signs can be cool. Um, I think all signs are cool. Like, um, I have a friend, so I mentioned that Heidi is an Aries and she's very passionate. She's very intelligent. She's very um, independent. And pretty much every Aries I know is kind of like that. My grandma's like that. And uh, with other friends being cancers, like, you know, I love cancers being one, being half a one. So, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like, I, you know, I don't look at any one sign and say like, oh, you know, you know, I don't, I don't want to be friends with that sign or I don't want to, uh, hang out with that sign or something like that. I, I, you know, I would never say that. Um, I, I just think for me, it really depends on the person because I've seen people with, with the same signs act very differently and have different personalities. Um, and sometimes people have these personality issues, you know, so it's like, it's like, I can't put it all on the sign either. It's, it's more on a individual person to person basis for me. Maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. They're like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a Scorpio. So I got to act like one. Like, <laughs> maybe it's an unconscious bias. It's interesting how, how signs show up in people for sure. We're using uh, cafeastrology.com. And so you can do, you can do this at home too, by just going to cafeastrology.com. And you can actually learn a lot more about your sign by creating a natal birth chart. And so um, it's actually really cool. You just type in your pronouns, your name, your date of birth and your time and the city you were born in. And so if you don't know your time, you can still do this. I happen to know my time. So I just put in the time and um, it gives you a really fun chart about where your sun is, where your moon is. And it gives you all of these ways that the planets align with your sign. And I don't really know a whole lot about this, but those who are into astrology more than we are, um, you can look that up and learn a lot about yourself. So it's a fun, it's a fun thing to do for a few hours. You can look at different aspects about yourself. You can look at, um, you can look at like different traits and you can see if you agree with your traits. Um, you can see like different houses. Like I'm looking at different ones. It's a very long page by the way. So there's a lot of reading material and, um, it gets into a lot of different detail. From what I hear, having those, uh, those intricacies of your, your chart, like knowing your rising sign and so on, like that can be very helpful and give you a much more comprehensive picture than just, than just the day that you were born. 
I mean, than just like the one sign um, representing everything for you. Definitely. So we also wanted to talk about, because Lunar Year had just happened, we wanted to also talk about the Chinese Zodiac and what that means as well. So there are a lot of different versions of how the animals of the Chinese Zodiac came to be, but I'm happy to tell a story about what I heard about how the Chinese Zodiac became the Chinese Zodiac. So um, there's a lot of different versions of the story. So if you have a different version that you grew up with or that you heard, we would love to hear it. But this is just what I heard through um, through my partner's Chinese teacher. So this is the story of how the Chinese Zodiac became the Chinese Zodiac as, uh, as we know it. So it is said that a long time ago in China, there was a person named the Jade Emperor. And the Jade Emperor thought that there should be a way of measuring time because back then we didn't have Google calendars to rely on or iPhones to like check the time. And so he was like, on my birthday, he somehow remembered his birthday. He pretty much did a PSA where he was like, hey, animals, I'm going to hold a race. And the first 12 animals to cross this finish line will be the winners. And they're each going to have a year name after them. So the animals were like, yay, representation. And so the animals were excited about the race. And they went home to kind of rest up for the next day. So at the time, there was a cat and a rat. And they were both buddies. And so they made a path to cross the finish line together. And they made this path and the cat was like, all right, rats, I'm going to go to sleep. And, um, but why don't you wake me when the race is about to start? So I don't oversleep. Then we'll go together. And the rat's like, okay, cool. So the next morning, the rat is like, not going to wake the cat. I'm going to like take this for myself. So the rat goes to the race, but he's just a rat. And the elements are kind of harsh and there's probably water that they got across and he's probably a terrible swimmer. So the rat is so tiny, he decides to hitch a ride on top of the ox, which is the second in line for the zodiac sign. And so he hitches a ride on top of the ox. The ox is just kind of doing his thing, not noticing the rat. And so they go across the race and the ox and the rat are within sight of the finish line. So within a few feet, the rat leaps off the ox's head and crosses the finish line. So that's why the rat's the first one in the zodiac, the Chinese zodiac. And then the ox runs over, realizing what, what's happened. And he's like, oh, man. And that's so he's number two. So the, the ox pretty much did all the work, but the rat just like outsmarted everyone. So then after that, the tiger and the rabbit go. So it's we're near the tiger right now. Um, Chinese dragons, as you know, can fly despite not having any wings. So the dragon just elegantly like glides over the finish line. So it's followed by the horse and the goat, which are already fairly fast animals. And so they earn their spot just like in the place. And so a little while goes by after um, going around for most of the race. And so there's the monkey and um, the monkey decides that he wants a spot in the Zodiac. So he takes advantage of the fact that he can swing from branch to branch. And then he crosses the finish line that way. And then the other animals cross. And the last one is the pig who's basically spent his entire day playing in the mud. And so he kind of just like by being the last animal to just like kind of walk over the finish line is the last animal. So Right after the race ends and the Jade Emperor is like, I found my animals. The cat wakes up and is freaking out because he realizes that he missed the race. And after that, the rat, he found out that the rat intentionally neglected to tell him about the race starting, which makes him furious. And so that's why there's no cat in the Chinese Zodiac and also why cats and rats are supposed enemies now. So that's what I heard happened. 2022 is the year of the tiger. So from uh, what I've read, 
this year is a great year for new beginnings. And I love that word. I love the word beginning. I was just thinking about that yesterday. Like for me, that word beginning, it offers the sentiment of hope and opportunity and newness. Um, So uh, I really love that. And I've also read that this year is, you know, a year for change and adventure which uh, change, you know, change sometimes can be scary for people. I I know it's certainly sometimes scary for me, but sometimes uh, in life, you know, change needs to happen for you to grow and evolve and get to a better place. So, um, you know, embracing change is also a a very good thing. Um, But yeah, that's, those are my uh, like main um, conceptions of this this year of the tiger um is there more to it that that we should know whitney no i think a lot of these what i like about the chinese zodiac is aside from the myth and the symbolism behind each one it's like they're all kind of generalized enough to where you can see yourself in most of these signs so no matter what sign you are in the chinese zodiac you can be like oh yeah that's me or a lot of people can not everyone but um when I first learned about the Chinese Zodiac as a child, um, I had a pet rat and I was like, oh, why couldn't I have been born near the rat? But so um, I'm year of the sheep slash year of the goat, depending on which kind of illustration you look at. So um, they're kind of interchanged. So anyone who's born in 1991 is year of the sheep. And so it says that we are creative and have artistic talent, which I ID with. Um, also easygoing and have good manners and charm also sensitive and compassionate, but we also avoid conflict. So um, there's that avoiding conflict again, preferring peace and quiet. So that kind of reminds me of like the cancer traits that I align with, as well as the Gemini traits that I align with. So for me, I'm like, oh, I see myself in the, the goat. That sums it up for our episode. We wish you a wonderful 2022 and year of the tiger. Thank you, Ana Luisa Jewelry for sponsoring. Don't forget to use our code COMMUNITY, C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-E-A, for 10% off by typing it in at checkout or use the link provided in our show notes. Thank you for listening and we will see you next episode.